Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. All right, all right, all right. Before we get started today, we just wanted to say welcome to the club. Footwork.club is now live, the official footwork website where you can find all the footwork content, including some new features. That's right. Along with our podcasts and guests, you can find exclusive written articles, including blogs about our own stories, free products that can help with chasing the dream, as well as our first official merch. All that and more. So join the club. All right. Special guest today. Nick Gutmann is here. All the way what from up, Kentucky. Thanks for coming on Footwork Podcast, brother. Appreciate for inviting me. How is uh, how's Kentucky treating you? Kentucky is treating me great so far. <laughs> I uh, I can't complain. Uh, I live a I live a good life over here, and yeah, so far I'm really happy that I that I made this decision to go to Kentucky and to the U.S. for the first time. Mm. Yeah, so for those who don't know, Nick and I played together at Notre State for, I think, just a year, and it was a COVID year. So yeah. a lot of training, not so many games, but uh, we won a Hamburg Cup for those out there. And yeah, you, you uh, described to the team that you were going to go to the U.S. And, and study abroad and play. So, I mean, what went into that decision? So to be honest, I... Uh... After I finished high school, I already thought about going to the US. And I actually went, like after high school, I was like 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. I went to uh, the Jacobs University, which is in Bremen. And they had like this one offer, which was like a foundation year. It's like one year of studying. And it was a English university in Bremen. So everything was in English. And it was just like to like build the foundation to go to the US, like to learn the language already a bit, to take some classes and to um, basically learn for the SAT test. But during that year, I realized that I want to try my luck in Germany with soccer because I felt like if I want to, if I want to really achieve something in soccer, I just have to try it in Germany first because Germany is like one of the biggest soccer countries you have. So, um, yeah, I decided not to go to the US and I joined other clubs in Northern Germany like Lüneburg and Teutonia. And then I ended up at Norderstedt with you, like you said. And then I, this one day I got a call. I don't know if you know him, Stefan Kofal from Teutonia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know him. He yeah. called me and he was like, yo, Nick, I'm going to, uh, established this company um, which brings athletes to the U.S. with scholarships. Do you want to, do you want to, um, yeah, listen what I got for you? And I, I was like, yeah, sure. I'm already, I'm always open for that because, like I said, I already thought about it, and um, I was almost done with my undergrad, and I didn't really know what what to do after. So I was like, yeah, that 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 this fits right now in my in my situation. So we ended up making a highlight video for me and uh, the agency I worked together with put it online and then the first university that hit me up was Kentucky oh wow and my agent told me and he basically said yeah Nick you have to you have to take it 
he said, I remember he said, it's like the Bayern Munich of colleges in the, in the US. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe not stretch. for soccer, maybe, maybe not yeah. for soccer necessarily, like for basketball, for basketball, for basketball yeah. but they, they have a pretty strong soccer program as well. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I talked to the assistant coach and then I just made the decision to go there. And now I'm sitting, I'm sitting here with a Kentucky shirt. Kentucky on. blue. <laughs> on <it>. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Now, Nick, before we go into your story, um, our model here at Footwork is make your own path, uh, meaning, you know, not be held to the normal roots if they don't fulfill you. What does making your own path mean to you? I feel like making your own path is basically the most important thing or the most like the most important thing you can do because i always felt like i oh like when i was younger i always looked to this guy and i always looked to this guy or to my friends and i thought okay they're doing this and this like i don't know what i'm gonna do but then i figured out like it doesn't matter what other people do like you have to figure out by yourself what you're gonna do with your life and i think uh just making your making your own life path and like use your potential and realize the potential you have it's just like the biggest thing you you have to do or you you can do because like even if you have a lot of money you live with the love of your life you live in a nice house you live in a nice place everything is good but if you don't really love what you do and you don't make your own life path this everything else doesn't really matter because you're not fully satisfied you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i and i always lived like this so um i made that decision to go to the us and many people said yeah man you're too old you're 25 and you go to college and these players they're all like two three years younger than me and i listened to that and i was like damn maybe maybe i'm too old for that or maybe you know i can do it but then it was like for me it was like the perfect decision and or the perfect scenario so i was like okay yeah you know i don't care what other people say i will just i'm just gonna do it because it's the right thing for me for uh, like for this time and like i said everybody has everybody has their own their own way how life goes so mm. it doesn't really matter what other people say because it's your life path life path and not theirs love that never heard you talk yeah. so deep before yeah. <laughs> man it's, it's it's starting deep already bro yeah i mean we're really getting into it starting off with a bang i mean i mean you kind of mentioned it so you grew up in in the bremen youth system right yeah so, I mean, how would you describe that for people in America? Because that's quite different. We kind of grow up playing five, six sports, baseball, basketball, football, American football, you know, it, it goes on. So what is that yeah. like kind of growing up in the academy lifestyle for such a big club? Yeah. So um, growing up in a youth academy like Vera Bremen, it is kind of similar to college uh to college to student athlete in the u.s mm -hmm. because you you uh, you play in that academy you have really nice facilities you you get so much gear from the club and they're really treating you good but uh i feel like you you're more on your own 
you know, you're still, you're still, you're still independent. And I lived, I lived like, I would say like a five minute walk from that youth academy. So I basically went to school, came home from school and went to training five times a week. And then, um, yeah, I had games at the weekend, but it was, it was, it was a really great experience. I played there for nine years because we had like tournaments all over Europe. Mm. We had tournaments in France. We had like Switzerland, Austria, Spain, Portugal, England, um, Belgium, Czech Republic. And it was, it was a, it was a crazy experience. And um, yeah. And you always see like these pro players walking around the facilities and you know them and they just walk around there like it's nothing, you know, you're used to it. Mm. And our training facility was, so we had like this, we had like our training field or we had like more training fields and we always, it was like right next to the stadium. So we always could see these players like walking to the stadium. And while we train, I was like looking at the stadium and I was like, man, I want to play, I want to play there. I want to mm. play in that stadium. So it was like really, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. And um, yeah, it was just a great experience. How competitive was it? It was, it was really competitive, you know, we, uh, it, and I have to say like these coaches, they demanded so many things from us. Like, especially when you're 11, mm. you're, you're still a kid or yeah. when you're 12, you're still a kid and you, you're like, you don't have really the mindset of like, okay, I can go pro or I want to go pro. I want to like, you know, you don't really have that competitive mindset already, but they implemented this mindset in us. And we had guys who never played because of, because we, we like, we were supposed to win, mm. you know, it's Werder Bremen. It's a big, it's one of the biggest clubs in Germany. So um, we had to we had to do the same thing that the pros did. Like we had to oh, win, wow. we had to win championships. We had to win our league. So if you don't train good or if you don't play good, you're not gonna play in a game. So you can argue about that. If like if that is healthy for yeah. like for like young kids to get this competitive mind, but I think when you when you live or when you grow up with that mindset, it helps you to, it helps you later mm -hmm. because it prepares you for what is coming, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess there's two ways of looking at it. Like you said, it's either maybe you're stressing that the, you know, that the athletes, that the, the kids aren't getting the development they need, but also you're kind of teaching them how to win. And that's a, a skill in itself. Like, what you need to do to win in a tough situation is, yeah. is definitely a good skill to learn. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like it was a great experience, but it was tough too, because like in the beginning I played every game and everything was fine. The coach, the coaches loved me. But when I started, you know, then everybody started to grow and get big, you know, and I was like still a small ass kid you know I was not like the others I was like always I was always the smallest I was always the skinniest you know and it was tough because 
I was kind of a late starter, if that mm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. And um, so I didn't play like when I was 13, 14, 15, I didn't play like one minute. And I remember um, because in the beginning we didn't live what like what I said, like five minute walk from there, we lived like 45 minutes away. So my parents drove me every day right after school. My mom picked me up from school and we drove 45 minutes, one hour to Bremen to the to training and then back in the evening and I was home at like 10 p.m. you know uh, until I was like 16 or something. And Damn. at one point I was I was asking my mother, yo, mom, do I do I have to go to training today? And she was like, what? What do you mean? Like, you don't like to play there or you don't want to play? And she felt and she felt so weird because she is the one that drives me to training every day, that drives me one hour, two hours to training. And she is like sacrificing so much, like me, you know? She's sacrificing even more because when, when she like goes with me there, she can't work. You know, mm -hmm. my, we have like a, we had like a boutique uh, in the village I lived and it was owned by my parents, but my mom wasn't there because she had me to, she had me to, she had me to bring the training and my father handled all this stuff alone. So at that point I was like, really, I didn't have like a depression or anything because like, I'm, I was like fucking 13, 14, 15, you know, mm -hmm. but it was like, I like, I'm not gonna lie. Like I cried, I cried uh, quite a bit, and it was tough. But then, um, when I like grew up, and when I got a little bit bigger and like more confident and mature, it changed my mindset, and um, I started to play again. And then everything was fine. But in the beginning, it was tough because, like you said, of the competitiveness mm. in the team, you know. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And how did you get yourself out of that? I mean, you said, so you weren't playing, um, but then there was a point where you did start to play again, but you had to have changed something, whether that's in your mind or physically or technically you changed something. How did you, how did you get out of that state? Okay. So I remember that I didn't play when I was um, in the team. It was like 14 when I was 14, 15, and 16. So, and we always like, so you, it's like this, you have, you have a team for the 11th year old, you have a team for the 12 year old, 13 year old, and so on and so forth. So when everybody was supposed to go in the team, in the 17th team, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They talked to me and they were like, okay, we can, we like, do you want to go to the 17 or do you want to like do the 16 team one year again? So I was like, and in that team, there were only like kids from born in 1997. So I was the only guy who was like 1996. And I didn't see really, I didn't, I, I, I was expecting like, okay, I will not play in the 17 so I was like okay yeah I'm gonna do that year again and in that year I played every game I started every game I played a really good season and that really helped me to get out of this 
situation. You know, I started mm -hmm. to gain confidence again, confidence in my abilities, confidence in my quality because I knew I was good. I, I just knew it. But like with all that, what happened in the past, I kind of like lost this faith, you know, and I basically just for, forgot how good I am. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. in that year, I was like, hey, like I'm, I'm good. Like, what like i'm I, like and, not, and i trusted myself again so after that it just like went up every mm -hmm. season mm -hmm. and every season i felt better every season i got better uh, my confidence grew and yeah that helped me out of that basically so when did you kind of leave bremen and start in because you bounced around a little bit in the regional liga um yeah. totonia as well so how when did you make that jump and was it like, I know there's a certain amount of time where people start to get into, you know, the professional teams. So was it like the chance wasn't there for you to get into the, the Bremen first team or did you just want a new experiences? So, um, first of all, it was not my decision to leave Bremen. Like I would have stayed, but they basically said, okay, like we don't see you playing in that team so it's they basically said it's over for you you know mm. and i was in the 19th team and like 19 years old and after that it's like the after that there is the second team the second team from Werder bremen and they play they play in the fourth division but the problem for all these guys who like for all these younger guys where was that um, in, in that year, the second team, uh, like, how do you say that? Like, promoted? Mm -hmm. Got promoted, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got promoted. So they went one division up in the third division. Mm -hmm. And third division in Germany is already, like, that's pro. That's real deal, yeah. That's pro for sure, yeah. Like, between third division and fourth division in Germany, you can say, like, especially, like, Regionalliga North, there is a there is a difference. There's a mm -hmm. big difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that really like that really like was was a struggle for me and all of my all of my friends. I think like I would say like 95% of the team was like basically kicked out of the oh, team be, be, because like they got promoted in the third division. So um, yeah, then I just left and I went to uh, Lüneburg, which is fourth division mm. Germany and what what was the decision to go to Lüneburg why them mm. out of everyone else yeah because my oh actually oh I forgot about that um actually after after I went to after Bremen uh, my agent was um friends with the president of Oberneuland mm-hmm they play, they play fourth division now, but back then they played sixth division, Germany. And he basically said, and he was, he was the, or he is still the agent from Bellarabi who plays at Leverkusen mm -hmm. and Bellarabi played in Oberneuland as well. And he was basically telling me, okay, I want to do the same with you. I want to do with you what I did with Karim Bellarabi, you know? And so I thought, okay, I go there. 
I played a little bit, then go somewhere else, and then I go pro. And yeah, I like I didn't really think I didn't really think about it that much. I just like wanted to do something, and I was I think I was not ready yet to leave home. You know what I mean? Like I was just not mature enough, maybe. Mm -hmm. So I decided to stay in Bremen, play there, and um, yeah. So that was like I. I could have I could have go to the fourth division, for example, earlier, but I don't know. Maybe I was just not ready at that time. You know, mm -hmm. like I said, mm -hmm. I was a late starter, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, that made me go to Oberneuland sixth division, and then I went to I, I went to Lüneburg, mm -hmm. and that and just to explain this, that that uh, that happened because I got a tryout at uh, Hamburg second team. And an agent saw me there and then he like, somehow he found out my number and he texted me, Hey, I saw you at the Hamburg tryout. And uh, I think you, you have potential and I want to work with you together. And he is from Lüneburg. So he basically like uh, connected me with Lüneburg and then I went to Lüneburg. So funny. You really, you never know who's watching, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Some yeah. guy in the stands. And I still don't know how he found out my number. I don't know how he did that. I feel like if you ask around, I think that kind of it works like that a lot yeah. of the right. times. And it? it's like yeah. someone knows someone, so someone has mm -hmm. your number. Yeah, probably. So then, yeah, I mean, you're kind of like we touched on before. Um, you went to a few regional Liga teams. And was your goal throughout this whole time to get into the third, to get into the second, to get into the first division? And... Was it difficult when that wasn't coming true? So my my in my mindset or in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Lüneburg. I play that one year and then I go like third division, you know, I mm -hmm. make the next big step for me. But yeah, it didn't really work out like that. You know, it never for me, like what I learned, like it never works out how you think it's gonna work out. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it, it always, it always comes comes different than you think, you know, mm -hmm. or than you expect. So I went there one year, one season, and in the beginning, I was like, I was like always, I always got subbed in, but I was not like a starter. But the second half of the season, I basically started every game. Mm -hmm. So it was really good, but after the season, uh, the coach got fired, and uh, we got a new coach. And we had like the first couple of training sessions, and I thought I, I'm doing really good, and I felt really confident. And then I had a talk with the with the coach, and he said, "Yeah, Nick, you know I don't really see you playing here. Like we have a we have a we have a strong roster this year." And, I think it's the best thing for you to just go to a different team. And I was so surprised because I didn't expect this at all. Mm. But I could like just how the way he talked to me, I could tell like, okay, like from like here it's over now for me, you know. So then in the beginning, I didn't really know what to do because I was I was like so lost, you know, and I didn't know what the next step is at all. So my agent like make some made some calls, and the only thing that he like 
could find, like that was for sure for me at that time, was Teutonia. Mm -hmm. And they played fifth division this time. I had a tryout at, at uh, Kickers Offenbach. They play, they play fourth division. Mm -hmm. It's like in, uh, right next to Frankfurt. Uh, but it didn't work out. So yeah, then I went to Teutonia. And during that time, I realized, okay, it might not work out with soccer, you know. And I've seen teammates from me trying to go pro, still trying to go pro, and they were like 28, 29. And they never studied anything. They went from fourth division here, fourth division there, fifth division, fourth division again, you know, just gambling around. And I never wanted to do that, you know? And at that time uh, at Teutonia, I started to study sport, but just, you know, just not to focus only on soccer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I was just, it was always like soccer, 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 only soccer. And I just like needed some new, a new environment, you know, yeah. a new like, new perspectives, new people, new everything. So yeah, that helped me. And I worked also uh, in Hamburg at a sports clothing shop. So, you know, I started like to, to um, yeah, establish basically a new life and like new sections in my life because the only section I knew since I was little was only soccer, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was, that was kind of an eye opener for me at that time. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it, it, especially when you've played so much soccer, such a high level since such a young age and doing the amount of traveling you were doing. I don't know if you've ever heard of the term burnout. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it seems like there was maybe a little bit of that where it was just like soccer, 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 soccer. Okay. Yeah. I need like, to just kind of take a step back for a second. Yeah. yeah. Like, at, like uh, when I played at Lüneburg for one year, I didn't do anything besides soccer i didn't i didn't work i didn't study i paid like i and i had training at 6 p.m so before that i was like i was going to the gym and stuff but besides that like i basically didn't do anything you know mm -hmm. and i was just like so i was like i was in that tunnel and mm -hmm. At the end of the tunnel, there was only soccer and there was no like other other direction I could go. You know, it was only this direction, soccer. And um, yeah, I don't know if it was burnout or like, I don't know, but I know for sure that at this time I like struggled with myself because I didn't, I didn't have really, I didn't have anything to be proud of besides soccer mm -hmm. and I didn't do anything besides soccer so that year and after that year I realized okay man I gotta I gotta do something else I gotta do different stuff because I was just too focused on that mm. no it makes perfect sense man I want to kind of segue into Kentucky here so yeah. first so first off I mean is your Kentucky accent there like What's your best Kentucky hey, accent? Hey y'all! Hey y'all! <laughs> How you doing, y'all? 
<laughs> so, or like, uh, or like, want to hit the hay? Want to hit, hit the, the hay? hay? Isn't that like go yeah. to sleep though? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's my that's that's my favorite. I'm hitting hit the, hay. the hay. I'm tired, man. I'm hitting gonna, the hay. I'm gonna hit the hay, man. Ah, uh, okay. I'll I'm catch y'all later. When, I, hey. when when my roommate said it to me, I was like, "Yo, what? What did you say?" <laughs> and he had to explain it to me. Like, hey, hey, is the stuff that horses eat, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. people like used to sleep. Yeah. On, on the hay. Hey, and then I was like, oh, okay. People now in Kentucky. Say, yeah, people. Are, <laughs> now I say hitting the hay twenty times a day. <laughs> even even if it has no relation. Okay, I, yeah. I hear you. That's what, funny. What was your expectations then, like? of kentucky because i know we had spoken a little bit about it and i was like get ready because it's a lot different than hamburg hamburg or bremen like so what what did you expect and then what was it different to what you expected i mean before i came here i heard a little bit about kentucky and how like the people are here and stuff but like i didn't really i didn't really know what to expect but you know you see a lot of you see a lot of american flags in the backyards here or in front of the house oh so isn't it isn't it weird as a german because you don't see german flags in germany like that yeah when you say when you when you see german flags it's a it's not a good thing it's not a good thing (laughs) or imagine or imagine like when you when you when you have a soccer game here every game they play the national anthem Oh yeah, actually. When you a, do when you do that in Germany, you think like bad thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't think anything positive. <laughs> you think like, oh my god, it's happening again or something. Like, I don't... <laughs> oh god. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that that that's of course that's that's like really different. But um, other than that, I'm really surprised by the people here. Because the people are really nice, yeah. you know they are they are really open. They just come and talk to you. They 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 ask how you're doing. Like everywhere I go, they ask me, "Hey, like hey, how you doing? How's your day? How's your day been?" You know, and I'm like, and in the beginning, I was like, so I was shocked because, you know what? You're not used to that in a, Northern Germany. Like huh? I just want to get a coffee, and like this girl is asking me, like, "How's my how's my day been?" Or like I was getting a coffee on campus, and uh, this guy was like, and the barista was like, "Yeah, how's your how's your semester going so far?" I'm like, "Damn!" Like people in Germany don't do that. No. They say no. hi. Here's your coffee. Moin. Your money. Okay. Cheers. Bye. See you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I was really surprised about that. But other than that, I don't know. Maybe one will come. Maybe one will come to yeah. you later. Yeah, maybe. So what did you expect soccer-wise? Um, so my, my agent, who, like, already, like, um, connected other players to the U.S., already, like, told me, told me a little bit about american soccer for example that you can sub as many times as you want Mm -hmm. and um but when i came here like i was still i was still surprised like how different soccer here is than like in comparison to germany 
I remember like the first game we had, it was against Coastal Carolina away game. And I was not playing. Uh, I was sitting on the bench. And I like see people getting subbed in and subbed off and subbed in and subbed off. And then like, it didn't stop. And like guys came in for like five minutes. They didn't even touch the ball and they, they got subbed off again. And I was just like sitting on the bench and I was like, yo, what is going on here? Like, it's crazy. And every game, like our, for example, our back four, our back line, like uh, left back, center backs and right back, they play 90 minutes mm -hmm. every game. Mm -hmm. Like this, this is not going to change. But for example, we play with a left winger, right winger, two strikers. We get sub off every game after 20 minutes. Like the whole, like the yeah. front four. And is it after like no 20, matter how you're playing, it's just scheduled? No matter, no matter how. Like I can score two goals, I get subbed off. It's like, yeah. it's like hockey. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then second half, the, like it depends how you played. But a whole like the the first front four plays it starts again, but after twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, new guys come in, and then we have like some changes in like center mid and stuff. But I would say average substitutions a game is like like eight, nine, ten substitutions every game average. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And of course, like the overtime thing. Oh yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like when yeah. you, like there is no tie, you have yeah. overtime and then you have like the golden, go I, I mean, there is, is a tie. When you don't score in overtime, then it's a tie, but with a golden goal, which is kind of, I think it's, it's really it's nice. It's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's cool. Like we had like, I think two or three game winners. So you can celebrate like it's, yeah. yeah. And when you score a game winner, it's that's that's a big deal that's yeah. amazing everybody mm -hmm. is going crazy so that's really that's really cool but other than that like it's a lot of like soccer in general here it's a lot of set pieces it's crazy it's crazy how much time we spend on set pieces like when like not an off season like we don't do set pieces in off season at all but when we have regular season or preseason, every practice we do set pieces for at least 30 minutes. At least. Every single training. Wow. Yeah. Every single training. I mean, not after a game because you have like recovery and stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. But like three, two days before a game, I would say at least 45 minutes set pieces. You have corners, you have free kicks, you have free kicks from you have far free kicks you have yeah. free kicks like closer to the goal you have uh, deep free kicks it's called so you have like four five six different uh like positions mm -hmm. and for every position you have like different styles or like special special types of doing the set pieces for example our coach shows like an example from champions league monaco because they do like a special corner or they do like special special free kick and then we do that we do that in a game and every game there's like two three new ones wow. so 
Yeah. So you got to learn more and, and more. And and did it pay off throughout the season? Did... Like, <laughs> that's actually crazy because most of our goals we scored on set pieces. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> I would say wow. like I would say I would say eighty percent at least set pe- wow. uh, goals we scored was set pieces. Like it really paid off. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's our crazy. Center- like both our like both our center backs combined, they have like ten goals. Oh shit! Wow, that's crazy. Like all from corners, free kicks, and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Another thing I um from seeing from when foreigners come to the U.S. and then kind of when we played in college and coming to Germany, I think one of the huge differences is like, um, the pace in terms of I think college is a lot of back and forth. So I think in Germany, sometimes it can be much more patient where like you can have the ball and you can have possession and it can kind of come from each side, come in and out where I feel like college soccer, maybe U.S. soccer in general is more like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Did you kind of feel yeah. that way too? Yeah, I feel that. And I, and I feel also like most of the goals that like which are scored, they're like random. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, like out of nowhere, like somebody makes a mistake or somehow the ball goes to this player and then it's a goal. It's like, they are like, I feel like they're more. They're so like you're saying it's mistake. like not Less of a flow of, it's not like yeah. in the flow of the game. Like you can kind of see if we were playing well, then a goal would come. You're saying it's not like that as much. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, yeah. It's, it's like more random. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and a lot of, a lot of teams they like just uh, like kicking the ball, like kick and rush. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. not they they are not trying to build out of the back. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, I would say that's a huge. What difference. about like the the strength aspect of it? I think Americans we like to put um, heavy emphasis on like lifting weights and how fast you can run like a hundred meters or. The fitness tests I know are something that a lot of foreign guys aren't used to. So what was your experience with that? Yeah, so lifting, lifting is a big part here. Like for sure, they focus, they've they have a heavy focus on that. We have to lift three like three times a week with the whole team. And, uh, and are they making we, your plan? Yeah, like everybody's doing the same. Yeah, okay. everybody's mm-hmm. doing the same. Mm-hmm. And everybody everybody has a partner. And then you go on this rack. And then you have like this, you have two coaches actually who always watch you. And yeah, then you like do, do your lifting. And in Germany, like it's not like that at all. Like I would say like even, like I, I don't know for sure, but I would say like even in, in like first division, second division, you you do lift for sure, mm-hmm. but everybody has like kind of their own, they own like training plan and stuff. But here, it's like everybody is doing the exact same, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, on off days, you can like ask for you can ask the you can ask the trainers if you can do extra, and then they make like an individual plan for you. But when you have like team liftings everybody's doing the same and what you said like or what you asked like uh, when it comes to like running and stuff 
in preseason, we uh, we did like a fitness test, which is five by four. Have you heard about that? No. May I mean maybe if you explain a little bit more, but I don't think so. Yeah, it's like it's like a so you have like a racetrack and you have five you have five sets, and every set you have to run. I think it's I think it's like two miles in a certain time. And then you have like one minute in between each set rest. And the first time we did it here, I throwed up. <laughs> <laughs> I throwed up like after we were done, like there was like, the, there was like the finish line. And right, like uh, right after I crossed the finish line, I just went over the fence and I had to throw up because that was tough. Imagine, we was did, really... imagine if we did that at North State. Can't, yeah i can't imagine that because that, like that was that was hard and here like like even in off season even in off season we have push friday which means every friday we have like a really tough training before mm -hmm. we have the weekend off and we already like usually we do like uh, we do run in the arboretum which is like a little park here and it's like i don't know like three miles I want to say three miles in a, and everybody and you have to be like under under 12 minutes mm -hmm. and um, yeah but every push Friday like push Friday can be a hard lift too you know so but they really they really focus on lifting and running here it's crazy mm. and I mean especially at Kentucky D1 school facilities are unbelievable were you surprised how professional it is I mean, a lot of these places like Kentucky are better than the any Premier League or Bundesliga here. teams here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't expect that this that these facilities are that good because you have, like, this is basically it looks like first division. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you 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 have you have a you have a you have a cold tub, you have a hot tub, you have like a lounge for the players with. With a ping pong table and darts and a big TV screen and these this amazing big locker room, you know, like this is better than every fourth or third division club in Germany for sure, yeah, without a doubt. Like with like even second division, I don't see them having. These Maybe like a few big clubs, you know. Yeah, but... yeah, but even like all with all the facilities we can also use for example we have like this one kitchen and it's for like it's it's only for athletes and you have you have everything there you have like you have vegetables you have oh this was on your instagram of, story the other yeah, day wasn't it yeah yeah you have yeah you have all you have all types of vegetables meat you have protein shakes you have like like i don't know like 10 fridge like not 10 but you have like three fridges full with like protein shakes recovery shakes like protein bars jesus like vegetarian protein bars you know like gluten gluten-free protein bars <laughs> like it's you know you you have every and you like me and my roommate my uh, brazilian roommate luca we we go to it's called nutter and we go there every day he cooks like two meals. I cook two meals. And so 
like during the week, we don't have to spend anything on food because we make lunch and dinner there every day, Perfect. you know? So it's, we live in life like that, yeah. that and it's good food, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. like fresh vegetables, like really nice meat, steak, chicken, shrimps, salmon. Like it's crazy. Like the facilities are great here. It's funny because like, it's something when you leave college as an American and you're trying to play pro abroad, you're like chasing this things that you had in college. It's crazy because it's that it's so professional. Do you like when you talk to um, any Americans on the team and they ask you about like Germany and going pro and stuff like that? Are you kind of like, I don't know, you guys have it really, really good here. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, you you know they know what they have here like they know for sure that like the this these facilities are great and that it's not everywhere like this but like when it comes to terms like or when it comes to go pro as a soccer player you know man like you you might you might have a different focus and mm. you might have different priorities, you know, yeah, what you, true. what you, what you expect. For example, for example, when it comes to money, like when you, when you want to live off being as a soccer player, you know, like Europe is a far better place to be or to go there as a soccer player than in the U.S. Because like as a, as a second division soccer player in Germany, you can have a really, really good life. You know, you can... You can live really good and in america it's it's not it's just not like that you know mm-hmm. mls is good too for that but like second division i would say like when you compare second division and second uh, second division germany and second division america like there is still a huge difference so Definitely. like but they they know for sure what they have and i tell them yeah like another team like this teammate asked me like how are these facilities in uh, like compared to germany and i said yo like this is first division germany or like second high second division standard mm-hmm. and like yeah it may be like a reason why if people go abroad it might be a little tough for them if they're so used to like a nice d1 college of how good the facilities are and then say you go to a regionalliga club or even some third Bundesliga clubs, and it's not like that at all. It may be kind of hard to grasp that this is actually playing professionally. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like, when I came here, like, even, like, for example, when you asked me, like, uh, what do you think? Like, how, how uh, do people appreciate from, mm-hmm. from America, like, like I don't I don't know what to say, but it's 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 uh, it's like I didn't expect it to be this to be this good, yeah. you know. No, that's so, how I understand. Um, yeah, Kentucky is crazy too. I mean, that's another level. Yeah, I mean, I've and I've been to, I've seen the the football facilities mm-hmm. because we always have like a drug test there, and this is even like. I don't see like Manchester City having no. this facility no. yeah. that they have. Like, yeah. 
that that is that is just it's unreal yeah it is because even like even like alabama yeah Yeah, and it's it's college college. all of these guys are like 20 19 21 you know that's even like it's even crazier yeah. When you think about it, we pay. I mean, I don't know what the tuition. What's tuition at Kentucky for? It's like fifty thousand. Fifty thousand without school. any scholarships. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think of how many people go and pay fifty thousand. Yeah. That adds up. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of money coming in. It's a lot of money. This, and and what about being away from home? Uh, I mean, now you're across the pond, so you're you're nowhere near your family and friends. Um, how has that been? And, and what do you have tips for people looking to make that jump over to college? So like, I'm, I'm already kind of old, like I'm 25 and I'm used to, I'm used to uh, live alone. You know, I lived alone since I'm like 19 years old. So that was not really a big issue for me, mm-hmm. you know, but like to, to uh, to get friends here and to really like having having your own community here like it always it always takes a little bit of time like mm-hmm. everywhere like every time I move to a different city for example from Bremen to Hamburg or from Bremen to Lüneburg in the beginning I was like like I didn't feel like that comfortable because like I didn't know the people and I didn't know the environment exactly, you know, but after, after a little bit, like a short period of time, like I, I knew the people, I became like familiar with the environment and stuff. And now like I have my guys here, I have my, my friends, like we hang around all the time. And to be honest, like basically because you have training every day, and you see like these guys, your teammates, you see them every day for hours. Mm. So you don't really have to worry about, okay, or you don't really have to worry about like, okay, like how is it gonna be? Like new environment, new people, like am I, am I getting friends? Because like it develops so natural. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah. it will just come automatically. Mm-hmm because you see them every day. Like there is no other way around like hanging out with them because, and that, that's nice too. Like, like I said, we have like great facilities. You can play ping pong, you can play like darts and like we always do this together. So it's, like I said, it's just like natural, natural thing for you to like getting friends and connecting or building a network here. Yeah, it's the, I think it's, probably the easiest way to kind of get into college it was the same with us um i don't know if you knew sean and i went to the same university i'm not sure if you knew that oh for real yeah so i mean it was like it's how you explain it i was kind of getting flashbacks like in a way you have no choice you're going to be friends with these guys because you see them every moment of the day and like uh, an advice for foreigners would be because when, when, when I came here, I was, I was expecting like, okay, I'm that guy. I'm that guy from Germany, like Germany, one of the best countries for soccer. And I'm going to like dominate and I'm going to like start right uh, after I, I come here. But like I said, it's not, 
it's not uh, it's not like everything is gonna work out how you expect you know because in the beginning i struggled mm-hmm. like i don't know what it was like the new environment or like the new people or the new system or the new like coach and everything but i just couldn't play up to my potential so i ended up not starting every game which i did basically like in like halfway through the season you know mm-hmm. but i was not that big guy from germany that like dominates everything you know but i expected that so i just like and it was like it was like unconscious you know what i mean like mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. i think like all this new like a new country new culture new environment new style of playing soccer like it was like an unconscious change and i just like like usually the things that usually work out for me on the field suddenly didn't work out anymore and i'm like yo okay what is going on why like usually i make this goal why am i not making this right now you know so um i just i had to adapt to this new environment a little bit you know get used to get used to the the style and get used to everything and if a foreign guy from from anywhere like experience something similar i can just say that time mm-hmm. heals all the wounds you have you know mm-hmm. because you just got to be patient because it's not going to happen like like the first day you come here like not everything not everything is going to work out right away you know i learned that my whole life mm-hmm. so uh, yeah that's like an advice i would give love that do you find any differences in terms of like the schooling the education and how you would learn say in germany as to how you were learning there classes things like this yeah yeah the 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 academic part is like that's even more different in comparison to germany than soccer oh really because okay. yeah because in in germany you have like in germany you have uh, when you go to when you do your bachelor or when you do your master and you let's say you take one class and for this class like if it's a normal like class like any class any anybody class else you have like one exam and this exam counts 100% towards the grade if you fail that exam you have to take the class again if you pass that exam you're good yeah you can move on and here you like this the grade has so many different parts mm-hmm. like you have you have four exams you have three four exams for one class and one exam is let's say like 15% then you have the then you have the midterm which is maybe like 20% and then you have another exam and then you have the final exam which is usually like has the biggest amount mm-hmm. that counts towards mm-hmm. the grade and then you have attendance then you have like homeworks yeah, there's you they have, don't ever take attendance in germany right like doesn't really no, matter the level no, never no, right? you can do you can do what you want yeah. if you do, if i don't go to one class my academic advisor is going to tell coach and i have a meeting with him <laughs> <laughs> like you have to imagine like that's 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 like that's crazy and then you have so like i said you have 
you have attendance, you have many different, you have many exams, you have, you have quizzes, which are like little tests. They count like maybe like 5% or something. And you have homeworks. In Germany, you have only homeworks in school, like when you're like 10 years old or something. But here you have, you got it. Like the, I remember the first semester I came here, I, um, I, uh, my bachelor degree was not accepted here yet. So I had to write my final paper for my German bachelor degree. And because I was not accepted for the master yet, I had to take like six non-graduate classes. So the first semester for me here was pretty tough because every, every day I had, to, I had to do something like every day. In Germany, you wait one week before the exam. You study this one week every day for hours and then you're good. But here you have to be consistent. You have to do something every day, one hour, two hours, every day, homeworks, quizzes, like. He's like, like quizzes? The, <laughs> the hell is a quiz? What the, what the hell is a quiz? Like, I didn't, like, I didn't know what was going on, but I feel like it's, uh, I feel like the good thing about that is that you be consistent, like, you can't get really lost in a class because you have to be on track every day. You have to do homework, study every day. So you are already prepared for the exam mm -hmm. that's coming because mm -hmm. you're doing, for, you, you, like you study for this exam basically every day by doing these quizzes, by doing these homeworks, by being in class every time, you know? So, I really like that, but at the same time, I like the in independence that you have in Germany mm -hmm. because you can just do however you want it as long as you're gonna pass, as long as you're gonna pass the the final exam. So I feel like a mix of both would, would be, be the like, best. Would be perfect. You if know you what had I mean? to choose, like, that which one? Which one do you prefer? The the quizzes or the. Uh... <laughs> He's de you're I definitely going with German. I go with German, yeah. yeah. How how was that balance? Because as a student athlete in college, I mean, especially during season, like your schedule from morning to night is is booked. Yeah, and it's a difficult balance, especially the first semester. Yeah, that's that's maybe another advice I can give to foreigners that come to the US. Like when like maybe they think okay. I'm going to I'm going to go to the US. I'm going to have like the best time of my life, college life. College party. college parties, I see. Yeah, you, Col everyone talks parties. about Project X. Yeah, like Project X, you know, I'm going to live life over there like <laughs> I don't really have to study, you know, play a little bit soccer, you know, dribble, gamble around and shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like it's not like that. You know, no, like the quizzes come. The quizzes like because like during semester and during season, you don't really have time for, for that at all. Like it's especially during season, because you have to like, you wake up in the morning, let's say you have like two classes, you go to class. If you don't go, you have a meeting with coach. So you have to go. And then you come home, you do homework, study for quizzes, then you have practice. You come home at like, I don't know, let's say 8, 9 p.m. And 
you study again and then the next morning you have class so it's a tough it's a tough schedule you know because basically when you choose this life as a student athlete there is basically nothing else mm -hmm. like besides that life you know if you choose it you choose it for, like you choose that for like 100 your whole focus is on that so you don't really have time for anything else i mean of course like We, we we are going to parties and of course like we have some we have some free time but especially now because i'm in the master's program which is way more chill than undergraduate but in the first semester that was that was tough it was really tough yeah i can i can understand that for sure i mean especially coming in first semester you have to take all of these classes what did any class really like um frustrate you you're like why the hell do i have to learn this mm. oh yeah for sure i had like because the the u.s college system is like based on or like how can i say you have like one class maybe that's like an elective yeah which which basically means you have no you have no interest at all mm -hmm. in it could like be, it's not in your major it's the just gen ed credits yeah. general education it's just like yeah. a random class that has nothing to do with your major and nothing to do with your interest for example one of my teammates he's doing guitar the guitar class <laughs> like and he doesn't know like and i and i ask him like do you know now how to play the guitar and i say no I don't know what is going. So in my in my case, I had like this history class, and it was about ancient Greek. And oh, I was gonna. Oh, I, was, no. I was hoping it was American history. Oh yeah, I was like actually that would be interesting, you know, like that would be nice. But it was about ancient Greek and ancient Rome, and um, <laughs> yeah, I was just like sitting there every class and listening to the to the professor and i just thought like yeah like i just don't want to be here <laughs> yeah. that, that was that was uh that was definitely the worst class i definitely I had. took it yeah. i definitely took a few of those in college sometimes they would uh you just needed a few credits yeah so exactly like, Why not take yep. a coaching volleyball class <laughs> 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 that's a true story for real <laughs> Coaching volleyball, uh -huh. yeah, wow. yeah, I'm not proud but, of it. But the masters, but the masters, the masters, it's different. Like mm -hmm. you only have, I have three classes right now for this semester, and these are pretty much only classes I really, that really like relate to my major. So that what really is good. what is the name of your major? Sports leadership. Sports leadership. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. So, so what are the classes you're taking? Yeah. So right now I'm taking. Uh, marketing and event management which is like the least favorite of my of one of these three classes then i have um research methods which is basically um like we do like we have to write at the end of the semester a research paper about a sports related topic and we mm -hmm. chose to write a paper about the wage gap and U.S. national soccer. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, the other class is just called sports leadership. And we learn about like emotional intelligence and um, five dysfunctions of a team and like stuff like that, you know, that, but that's, mm. that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. I like that class. Mm -hmm. Nice. Very nice. So before we get into our last round, um, we've talked a, a lot about the past and up until now, but what does the future look like for old Nicky Gutman? <laughs> that's a that's a good question. So um, right now we have off season, and um, in the summer I will join Nona FC, which is USL League Two. I Are guess. you going to play USL League Two this summer? Yeah. Nice. Okay. For Nona for Nona, for Nona FC in Orlando, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna do an internship there as well nice. uh, during the season for the USTA, like the U US Tennis Association, and like mm -hmm. the marketing department. So that's like really a thing I'm looking forward to. But when you when you say future, you probably mean like after college or like after the master, uh, master. and I'm not sure yet. Like I, I probably want to go back to Germany and you know just try to just try to um yeah get an internship maybe like um in a like sport related company probably in the marketing direction mm -hmm. but if you if you ask me for a job for one specific job that i want to where i want to perform in i don't know yet I don't know yet. Say you got an opportunity in football. Do you feel like you would still have the hunger and determination to pursue something if it if it was possible? Like, to be honest with you, I'm not sure about that. You know, if like LA Galaxy or I don't know, Inter Miami is calling me and say they say, Hey Nick, we we think you're a good man and we really want you, you know. <laughs> Then I'm, 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 then I would say, okay, yeah, that's that's an offer, you know, I can't reject. But let's say second division or like third division in America, I like I don't know if I want to sacrifice like my could my career I could pursue to play soccer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because that's what I did. That's what I basically did my whole life yeah my whole totally life I, i put my whole life i put soccer first and anything else under it you know and i'm already 25 i'm turning 26 this year and i don't know like inside of me i get like this feeling man i just like push my career like i i need to like push and I, i need to like pursue a job or like something else than soccer you know that's just like a feeling that i have inside of me so mm -hmm. but i never say never you know like i never say never or i never say no you know um so yeah i will see like i will see how the situation is after after the next season uh if i have any interesting offers i uh, want to listen to but i'm i'm still like free and like um i will just see what i what i will do then like, like you said it never really works out how you think it's going to work out so it's just exactly we'll see i guess exactly 
All right, man. So let's get into our fast feet round. Is uh, some let's quicker some quicker questions? Let's get it. Let's, <laughs> let's get, get it. it. Okay. All right. Favorite player growing up and favorite player now. Favorite player growing up, Ronaldinho. Mm-hmm. Classic. Ronaldo the Aziz Moreira. Full name. <laughs> and favorite player right now, I would say Kylian Mbappe. Love it. Yeah. Favorite moment in soccer. Damn, favorite moment in soccer. That's huge. One of one of my favorite moments was like when we when I won the the Lotto Cup with uh, Dylan. I want to say it's a great moment. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's and, up. And I remember like we had a tournament in France in Nantes, and it was like with PSG and wow. like really good teams and. I was like, I was top scorer this mm-hmm. tournament, wow. and they scored some unreal goals. And I remember just like being so happy at that time. And I still remember like almost every single goal I scored in that tournament. So that was a that was that that's like one of my favorite moments in in soccer as well. I guess if it was outside of soccer, and I have a little bit of footage of this, it has to be the rap. That Nick hit in the Shanza Park that night after the the Lotto Cup win. It's <laughs> it, it it has to go down in history. And it was so crazy because like we were already turning up before, and there was like this musician, and so suddenly so many people came. And then it was a concert. Point, it turned into a it turned into a little concert. And yeah, and then like police came and because, because <laughs> there were so amazing. people and they had to separate us. <laughs> That was that was crazy for sure. That was amazing. You know. Yeah. If you were there for that, you're lucky, is how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about uh most difficult moment in soccer? Like most difficult moment for me personally, right? Yeah, for you personally. Mm-hmm. I wanna say the time I had during no. I would say like this one year in Lüneburg mm-hmm. where I didn't really do anything else than soccer mm-hmm. because that made me realize how important it is to do stuff besides soccer, mm. you know? And I can just say to this, to these like, to these kids who try to go pro, like, if you want to go pro, do that. Like I sacrificed so many things for soccer as well, but focus, don't only focus on that. Like do like study or like do a job or whatever, just do something, something else. Because Mm -hmm. like you get, you get so, for example, if I only focus on soccer and I only play soccer and I don't do anything else, and I may, and I have like a bad if I had like a bad practice or a bad training, it frustrates you so much. And when you're home, you're still you're still mad because of this one practice, yeah. and you don't have mm-hmm. anything else mm-hmm. to look forward to, you know. Mm-hmm. And I had that for one year, so I would say that one year at Lüneburg. What about best advice you ever received? Best advice I've ever received. That's that's a tough one. 
I think like maybe the will, the will to win has to be more power will than the fear to lose. Ooh, I like that. You know? Did you hear uh, that in English or in German? Did you just translate that in your head? No, I just translated that. Can you say it in German? Der Wille zu gewinnen muss größer sein als die Angst zu verlieren. It sounds even cooler in German, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we had like this one training camp when I was 14 and then we had like this guest speaker which and he talked like to, to us as a team and he said that and I was just like, man, that was... That, that was, was deep. deep. It hit me. <laughs> it, hit, it hit me. <laughs> it hit you. I love that. Um, best player you ever played against? I want to say two players. Leroy Zane. Okay. What age I did you play him at? When I was 11. And you could and see it You could see it then? or? Yeah, he played for Leverkusen at that time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know who he was. Like... I found out later, but when I played against him, it was, he was faster than everybody else. He was, mm-hmm. and like, he was just unreal. And another player is like Musa Diaby from Leverkusen. He was so fast, wasn't he? Man, he was like a fucking antelope on the field. He, he, he just was, burned us down the, the wing every yeah, single time. Yeah every single time like he was unreal yeah and and what about best player you ever played with besides me other than dylan williams (laughs) man i wanted to say i I already ah damn i prepared that (laughs) um best player i've ever played with maybe like maxi eggestein who's playing for freiburg first division now but yeah he was really good he was really good. How about favorite Southern or Kentuckian food? Food. Yeah. Yeah. Like Southern food. Have you had like a Southern food or like experienced? I'll even open it up to like um, any American. restaurants, any American restaurants or fast food places that you're like, wow, we should have this raising canes. R- raising canes. It must be a Southern. Oh, I don't know this. Yeah. What is this? You don't know canes? No, no, I think that's a southern thing. Okay, yeah, they have like, they have like um, this raisin uh, canes chicken fingers. Yeah, raisin canes chicken fingers. Oh that's, man, these it, look delicious! It's, so, it, it's, it's like crispy so chicken tenders. Yeah, chicken fingers, crispy Sean. chicken tenders with like fries and garlic huh. bread. Ooh, like this garlic bread. It's, yeah, just, it's definitely a southern thing. This garlic bread and the cane sauce, the typical cane sauce you get to every meal. It's unreal. How, how often are we talking, Nick? How often are we getting this? Every weekend. Every weekend? It's a nice treat every, on the weekend? Every weekend. Every weekend. I go Dude, that looks so good. But I, lo- I like Chick-fil-A, though. Chick-fil-A, yeah. We have a few in New York as well, but it's definitely a Southern thing, too. But yeah, the Chick-fil-A number one with some waffle fries and a lemonade. Mm. Yep. This shit banging. <laughs> <laughs> this is banging, bro. <laughs> what about what about your favorite book? Mm, one of my favorite books is The Alchemist. 
I don't know who I don't know who the author is. By but... Paulo Coelho. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Like it's not really it doesn't really give you like practical advice. Well, it's like, all allegory. It's all story. It's like how can I relate yeah, this? Yeah, and it's like but it also relates to like making making your own life path you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's like kind of an eye-opener that like this is the most important thing you know and everything else is like less important than that you like live up to your potential and you do the thing you love you know mm -hmm. so that's what i really like and i liked or actually i'm reading it right now it is uh what you think of me is none of my business what you think of me is none of my business okay yeah yeah I, I don't think heard, I've heard of that one yet. Yeah, I, I heard Big Sean, the rapper Big Sean, talking about it in an interview, and then I just like checked it out. I bought it, and I'm actually like I'm not done yet with it. I'm like halfway through it, but I really like it. Nice. Really good. Um, any quotes that you live by? I guess it could kind of tie into the advice, but maybe there's another one you think of too. Any quotes that you really like? I mean, I don't know if it's really a quote, but I like, I want to say like, don't take life too serious or don't take yourself too serious. And I think this quote really will like fits to me because I live, I lived my whole life like this because I feel like when you, when you take life too serious, you know, you can't really have fun, you know? And if you take yourself too serious, it's like, like, I don't know. It's like li li life is fun, you know, mm -hmm. life should like, life is such, you don't, you're here for a limited amount of time. So it's supposed to be fun, you know? And if you're too serious, then what do you live for? You know what I mean? So that's Love like that, yeah. my quote, I would say. On our Instagram, we usually throw like a quote from the episode with a picture of the, uh, the guest. I'm thinking we'll get a nice picture of you doing something crazy. Maybe the rap picture, and it's just going to be like, life is fun. Don't take life too seriously. <laughs> I love that. I love it, too. I love um, it. The last one, it's a simple yes or no question. Um, do you like country music now? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Are you still in the sticks out there? Are you still the DJ out there or what? I, I'm, not really, I'm not really the DJ. But I'm still like sticking to my hip hop. I think it like it, I think it like even got I got even a deeper connection. Yeah, you got to even you're deeper in now. Like I'm even I feel closer to you heard what was out yeah. there. You're like, nope. Like Bryson Tiller is from Louisville. Like that's true, you know? yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he's from Louisville and Jack Harlow. Is from Jack Harlow's from Louisville too. too, yeah. Yeah. People over here love Jack Harlow. He's big they right now. Him. Yeah, yeah he got sense. a like big he got a big kentucky chain like you, the, are you the, getting one too i'm thinking about it <laughs> kentucky <laughs> tattoos coming kentucky nah, hitting the hay tattoo coming i'm hitting the hay, <laughs> I'm hitting the hay. that's my favorite quote i love it all right nick well we'll, we'll let you hit the hay we got to hit the hay too here so we want to <laughs> thank you again uh for coming on um such an interesting conversation about someone, you know, doing the opposite of what we did and going from Germany to the U S and all the things that come with it. So thanks again for coming on, man. I, I, we really enjoyed this. 
I enjoyed it too. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a pleasure for me to talk to you guys, seriously. And it was awesome. nice to see you again, Dylan. Yeah, I mean, like your English got even better, man. You're 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 getting deep in these conversations. It, it was nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know I'm working on it every day. <laughs> every Getting day. better every day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves and great companies such as Kong Fitness. But we love to partner with new brands that make their own paths. So get in touch if you must. Footwork.club, the official footwork website is now live. So make sure you go join the club and check out all the new content and all the new features. Find us on YouTube at Footwork Podcast. You better like and subscribe while you're there. If not, I don't know what to tell you. Find us on Instagram at Footwork underscore podcast. Great time there. And Twitter at Footwork Podcast. TikTok at Footwork Podcast, where we like to post dance videos. Those are great, but more importantly, amazing content for any dream chasers out there. Plug, plug, pass. Tell your friends, your enemies, your mother, your brother, your sister, your pastor. It doesn't matter who. Tell the mailman, your dog, anybody that can listen. Like, subscribe, review, because all of that helps while you're there. We'll take whatever we can get to join the club. Join the club. He messed yeah. me up. I mean, he can just he can just mash it together, so it's fine. <laughs>